0: to the day of redemption. This great pastor in his absence and to all of the preachers of the gospel, Jesus Christ, to all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we thank God today for the gift of life. We thank him for health and strength. Thank him for how he has kept us. Surely we thank him for how he loves us. Amen. I want to say how much I enjoyed this choir. Amen. Amen, thank them for their wonderful contribution to this worship experience. I hope that you've been praying today. Amen. I want to thank Reverend Brown and all of the preachers for their participation tonight. I want to call your attention to the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and in particular, verse 15 and verse 16. I want to say how good it is to see Pastor Mabry here tonight? Amen. Appreciate him taking time out of a busy calendar to come by tonight. And, of course, it's good, again, to see some of the members of New St. Mark here tonight. Appreciate their presence ever so much. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and verse number 16, and it reads this way. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Amen. Can I read it just again? Don't mind, just let me read it just one more time. It says, "Um, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Thank you so much. I want to labor tonight to talk about making your life count. Making your life count. Father, we thank you again tonight for this awesome privilege to gather together around your word, around worship, around fellowship, around stewardship, and we thank you for it. We pray that you would just have your will in your way in this place. I pray that I won't get in the way of anything that you choose to do or say in this place. We thank you in advance for what you are going to do In Jesus' name and for Christ's sake, amen. Amen. Making your life count. The writer of the text is, of course, the Apostle Paul. And it is in this particular text that he draws our attention to the issue or the subject of lifestyle. In particular, the lifestyle of a Christian. Now this, this word lifestyle, of course, encompasses a person's habits, their attitudes, their inclinations, their urges, as well as their choices and their convictions. Amen. And all of the above, of the above are of course, issues that we must handle in the face of the fact, knowing that while we are concerned about our convictions, that the devil is a con man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Amen. Amen. I wonder, have you ever been played? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, has, has he? Uh, <laughs> Is there reason to look back over your life and say I might as well go on and tell the truth? You know, he he, uh, he got me that time. The the devil is a con man, and if you allow him, he will convince you that you have not been converted. huh And he will connive and do all kinds of things. He has no concern about you being a church member or or a Christian. He, He will still deal with you. Amen. So when we consider the fact, the subject of lifestyle, all things considered, a lifestyle has to do with the way in which we live. Now in this book of Ephesians, in the previous chapter, chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is urging the followers of Christ to put off a way of living that is associated with their pre-Christian days in favor of living the type of life that is in keeping with the character and the behavior exemplified by our Christ. In other words, the text causes us to raise a personal question. And, and here's the question What is our religion doing to our character? Amen. Somebody <laughs> said, "Say it again," and I I, I, I wanted to anyway. I'm just glad to say it. Um, what, what is our religion doing to our character? Amen. Amen. What? What? It, now, it's it's safe. It's perfectly safe to assume that the more Christian. Behavior on a Christian profession that we achieve, the more effective, the more trustworthy, the more persuaded, the more consistent, the more loyal, the more reliable we ought to be. Amen. All of us ought to be in the process of maturing. You believe me when I tell you that Jesus does not expect to come back and find you where he first met you. Amen. Amen. He, he is always pointing us toward higher ground. For us, he is always seeking to take us to a place that is beyond where we are right now. And, and so we should so live and labor in our time that what came to us as a seed may go to the next generation as a blossom. Amen. And what came to us as a blossom may go to them as fruit. Jesus put it this way, seek ye first his kingdom, and his righteousness. Amen. And so the apostle Paul in, in chapter four urges the followers of Christ to put on the new man. And this, this, this is something that we do. This is not something that God does for us. This is something that we have to do For ourselves, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. In chapter four, in verse number 23, he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. In other words, God would have us to be brought into connection with divine purpose kingdom purpose. Amen. Thank God for the day that we transition from church membership to kingdom mentality. Amen. 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 I, I can't even put in the words the difference that the kingdom has made in my life. I would do a whole lot of things when I was a church member. that that I will not do as a member of the kingdom of God. Of course, you understand that in this arrangement, wherever there's a king, there's a subject. And the subject does not tell the king what to do, but the king tells the subject what to do. And I, I just feel like tonight that I'm probably talking to a group of people who also have made the transition. Is, is that right? Yeah, who, who have made the transition. Wait a minute, everybody's hand didn't go up. Let me say it again. I say, I, say, I believe I'm talking to right now uh, a group of people who have made the transition from church membership to the kingdom of God. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. 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 See, church stops at a certain time on Sunday. But the kingdom goes on all day Sunday and all week Monday through Saturday. Amen. See, when you're a church member, just a church member, God may not be able to trust you after church. But when you get in the kingdom, (laughs) he can trust you after church. He can trust you among strangers. He can trust you on vacation. He can trust you on a cruise. Wherever you go to the islands, doesn't make no difference wherever you are. You are still a child of the king. Is there a witness in here tonight? Amen. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so Paul says to them, he says, listen, what has to happen now is that you've got to put on the new man, which is created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen. Amen. Now, despite what some people would try to cause us to believe, true holiness is not a religion. True holiness is a lifestyle. Amen. And righteousness has to do with being morally right. Amen. Now, in case you're here tonight and you're interested in making this change, I want you to know that the price change is leaving behind what you are comfortable with Uh amen serious about making a change in your life it's it the price is leaving behind what you are comfortable with then you need to know in addition to that that you will never conquer what you are not willing to confront amen Amen. If you want it it to happen, you've got to be willing to confront some things. There's some things that you were running after that you're going to have to run away from. Amen. 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 So Paul says, he says, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now don't, don't worry, God will not ask you to do this on your own. He is the enabler, God will enable you to do what's necessary to be done. He's the enabler. He will empower you to do what needs to be done. That's why I'm still excited after all this time that he is the enabler and the one who will empower you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he is the one who says, finally, brethren, be strong. He didn't say get strong. Notice. He says be strong. Now, what he's trying to tell you is the strength is already there. So all I need for you to do is just use what I've already given you. Be strong in the power of his might. Amen. Amen. And so we have to understand that these things are given to us and God enables us to live a life, a lifestyle completely different. He 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 enrolls us in resistance training. Amen. (laughs) Anybody know anything about resistance training? Huh? Ha, have you ever had to fight hard to resist something? Come on, don't fool me now. I, I want to know, has, has there ever been a time in your life where something had such a grip on you, huh, <laughs> that, that you had to quit it more than once? Talk to me, somebody, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you, even, you even cried the first time you quit. You, you were sad. You felt bad and everything. And you just swore to yourself, that's it. I ain't going to do it no more. I'm finished with it. I'm not going back to that thing. And you looked around and a few days later, uh, <laughs> a few days later, there you were right back at it again. And you had to discover that that thing had a hold on you. Amen. And so God in, enrolled us in Resistance training. And the more we resist, the stronger we become. The more we give in, the weaker we become. Amen. And so the apostle Paul is causing us to understand that if we want a Christian lifestyle, we have to understand that right is still right. And wrong is still wrong. And I know we live in a rapidly changing world. Policies may change, but principles don't change. Principles are still the same. I don't care what the world says. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. Amen. Amen. And so, as a result of it, Paul says to us that we have to be engaged in responsible living. Amen. Now, responsible living is living your life with a sense of duty, especially duty to God. Amen. It's living your life in in agreement with the highest standards, of integrity and decency. We're talking about spirit control versus self-control. Don't ever try to engage in self-control. Huh? It'll mess you up every time. You can be good for a little while. Huh? Not very long. Huh? But, but if you keep depending on self-control, yes, it's going to lead you into a mess. Yes, uh-huh. but, but you can depend on the spirit of God. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. It's safer every day to say, Lord, lead me. Yes, sir. Guide me yes, in paths of righteousness uh-huh. for your name's sake. Yes, Amen. 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 The Bible says, for as many as are led, by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Amen. So it's responsible living. It's, it's living our lives ethically, amen, in godliness and goodness. It's living our lives carefully and thoughtfully. You know, most of the time that I got myself in a mess, it, it was when I wasn't thinking you have been there huh I, I'm talking about you know you you didn't you didn't even w- consider thinking till after you got in and, and after you messed up huh yeah and that's why the Bible says as a man thinketh so is he huh and, and it usually starts that the, the devil meant usually starts up here. Uh, Before it manifests itself in the body, it usually starts up here. That's why Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The devil is not after your car, your house, or your jewelry. The devil is after your mind. If he gets your mind, he can cause you to do a whole lot things that you know are indeed things that you should not be involved in. You see, the mind is like a garden. It's like a garden, yeah. And what manifests itself in the garden are the seeds that you plant. And you have to be careful what seeds you plant in the mind. If you don't cultivate the garden, you know what happens. Weeds and all kinds of stuff just grow up in the garden. It's it's bad to be sitting in church with a mind full of weeds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So understand that usually when we find ourselves in a mess, it started mentally. Started in the mind. So we have to learn to live carefully and thoughtfully. Now, remember that we're living in a society that is becoming increasingly uncivil, immoral, unfriendly, and wicked. Amen. More and more every day. And now we have an additional enemy. Technology. Technology. We got houses full of televisions that are full of mess. Used to be a time, we only had three channels, five, nine, and 12. Now we got 125, we got, and some of them got more than that. We got shows called Scandal. Uh, Hmm? I'm, I'm calling out the name because I know y'all don't watch them. <clears throat> they got one called The Haves. Uh-huh. And The Have-Nots. And I watched one last night that just made me downright angry. It's about the church. Green leaf. I said, how dare them. Huh? The bishop and his wife. Fighting over the church. Wife tells the bishop to step down. She's gonna take the church over. The daughters got a baby. The baby's daddy is a practicing homosexual. Mm-hmm. Bishop's house. Got all kinds of liquor in it. And this becomes the representative for people who don't go to church to sit and watch and believe. Evidently, this is an example of what is called church in 2018. I don't know how that makes you feel. But that bothers me. That really bothers me. But it's one of our enemies now. Amen. It's one of our enemies now, technology. You know that the Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. He controls the airwaves. The devil ain't on earth, the devil is in the air. He controls what you see on television. He controls the music you hear on on the radio. He controls all of that. And then makes the price so high that the church can't get on it. Amen. Yeah. And the Bible says we're the church. And we are the church, but we're the church surrounded by powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places, and we're wondering why fight is so difficult because we are getting new enemies each and every day. Amen. Amen. And yet God says that does not change your responsibility. That not change the fact that you are called to be holy. I, I've, given you, I've given you my spirit. And I don't care what's on television. You're stronger than that. I don't care what's on the radio. You're stronger than that. And that if you trust me and hold on to me, I'll give you power to live in the midst of all of that and be holy. Yes. Yes. So we got to make life count. And making life count is taking advantage of every opportunity to make a positive impact in this world. Making life count is doing something good with the time we are allotted in to make life better, not only for ourselves, but we have a responsibility to make life better for somebody else. Amen. See, when the Bible says that we are more than conqueror, it means that not only did we get over, we helped somebody else get over. You do know that whatever God does to you, he wants to do through you. And if he saved you, he wants to use you to save somebody else. Amen. Amen. So we've got to learn to use the time that we have, amen, for the life to embedder, to make somebody else's life better, amen. God has given us time, and time equals life, and life is the period of time we inherit between death, birth and death. It's the overall time frame of our existence, amen. Amen. You only go through this life once. Amen. But beyond this one, we look forward to another one. Amen. But we only get one opportunity to make life count. Amen. Amen. So while we're here, we got to do all we can to leave an imprint. Amen. We got to be extra mild folk. Amen. We gotta go the extra mile. We, we're the folk who come early and stay late. Amen. Amen. We, we're the folk who do our duty, but we go beyond duty. Ain't that right? Amen. Yeah. See, we we have higher expectations. Not only for God, but for ourselves. Amen. We we are what I like to call also folk, huh? I know some also folk in here tonight. Now let me explain. Also means I am the musician, but I also do this. I'm a deacon, but I also cut grass, huh? Yeah. I'm on the usher board, but I also huh, give people a ride to church. Huh? I'm the church secretary, but I also visit the sick. We, we need also folk. Amen. Folk who go beyond their duty. Amen. You, you don't have to uh, ask them to do anything. They look for something to do. And you don't have to pat them on the back. You don't, you don't have to bring them before the church on Sunday morning. Amen. They are anonymous workers. Amen. And so that's what we need in the church Today. That's what we need in the church today. Now, Paul is also causing us to understand that we can't waste time. If we if we mismanage time, we mismanage life. Amen. Now, all of us know that life is short. I, I don't seem like yesterday I was twenty-five. <laughs> See, how, how did I get here so fast? Uh, life, is, life is short. Life is short. Life is fast. And you don't get no replay. You, 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 you can't do any rewind. Amen. You, you can't get back what's now past. Amen. Don't get any do-overs. In, in life. Life is indeed short and it's far too short to squander, to waste. One writer said the worst murder in the world is to kill time, <laughs> amen. And we've got to learn how to use our time wisely. <clears throat> you know I found out that these days will fool you. Let me tell you how they fool you. See the problem is if you notice Today looked just like yesterday huh And so you would consider it and you say, well, it's another day. No, it ain't. It's not another day, it's a new day. huh? See if I approach it as another day, it loses some value. But when I approach it as a new day with new opportunities and new potential and the best thing about a new day is I don't have to be what I was yesterday. Huh? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible says, the Bible says his mercies are new. He doesn't give me some old leftover stuff. He gives me new mercies every morning. A blank sheet of paper. huh? And I can get stronger today than I was yesterday. I can learn from yesterday. Mistakes I made yesterday, I don't have to repeat today because it's a new day. It's a new day. Amen. Amen. And so time... Passes rapidly. Amen. And the apostle Paul would have us to understand that you can't take life for granted. It's too short to treat life with contempt. It's too precious. It's too irreplaceable. Life is too limited and it's too unpredictable. Amen. None of us knows how long. We're going to be here. None of us knows the date of our departure. But one thing is certain, we shall all die, amen. None of us is going to stay here. We have a date with a grave somewhere. Got an appointment with death. None of us have the same length of years and months and weeks and days and minutes and seconds and none of us came here together and we won't leave together. But we can make our life count, hallelujah. And making life count does not matter how long we live. Making life count actually considers what you do with the years that you have. Have I given anything? Today? Have I helped some needy soul along the way? Huh? Some say, if I can help, I'm glad you know it. If I can help somebody as I travel on, then my living shall not be in vain. Amen. All of us can make our lives count. Amen. Some people don't live long, but they accomplish much. Some people live long and don't accomplish anything. Amen. It's not how long, but it's how well. It's not the years, but the impact. It's not the duration but the influence that we have on other people's lives. You do know that we feed each other's faith. Huh? We cheat, feed each other's faith, but we also feed each other's fears. Amen, amen. So we want to make our lives count. Amen, we want to make our lives count. Uh, somebody much wiser than me said that it's not that our aim is too high, And we miss it. The fact is that we aim too low. And we reach it. Amen. Amen. We want to make our lives count. Muhammad Ali said, don't count the days. Make the days count. Do something significant with your time. Do something meaningful. Do something worth mentioning. Do something constructive. Do something encouraging. Do something helpful. Do something fulfilling. Amen. When you come to church on Sunday, what do you add? Huh? Yeah. When, when, you, when you come in those doors on Sunday morning, what do you add to the worship? Huh? Huh? Is church, is the quality of worship, the quality of church improved? Cause you came. Do do people look around and say, bless the Lord, there she is. (laughs) Huh? 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 Yeah, see if you figure out what you add when you come, then you'll know what's missing when you're at home. Amen, amen. Do something significant, amen. Don't simply wish your time away, work it away. Don't waste time, maximize time. Take advantage of every day because every day life is ticking away one moment at a time. I tell folk at St. Mark, every time we come to church, it is not only one more time, it's one less time. And if we knew how valuable that time was, we wouldn't sit on the church, sit on the pew like a bump on the log. If we knew that time is valuable and it's slipping away from us, we would come to church on fire. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Didn't say wait to the choir See, the choir ain't right every Sunday. Uh, Didn't didn't say wait till the choir get up. Says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. And then when church is over, go back out through the courts with praise. Back out through the gates with thanksgiving. And go home and tell everybody what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed, yes. So, so we, we, we got to realize that everyday life is ticking away one moment at a time. Amen, amen. Make a difference for your life. Make a difference with your life. Make a difference for your church. Make a difference for your neighbor. Make a difference for yourself. Make life count. Serve somebody. Love somebody. Mentor somebody. Make life count. Teach somebody. Reach somebody. Hug somebody. Help somebody. Steer somebody toward Christ. You are living for a reason. Every life has purpose. No life is an accident. Paul says, whatever you do, don't live like fools. Fools don't believe in God. Psalms 14:1 says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Fools don't treat their neighbors right. Fools steal, fools belittle, fools lie, fools kill. A fool does not value life. My wife was telling me before I left the house today that a woman in Texas just a few hours ago just walked into an establishment with a pistol, shot three folk, either three or four folk. Whether they're living or not, I don't know. Now, that's a fool. Huh? Yeah. Fools don't value life. Fools don't appreciate life. Fools don't grasp the true meaning of life. A fool simply abuses life. A fool lives to get drunk. A fool lives to get high. A fool lives to gamble away his earnings. A fool lives without prospect. A fool lives without plans. A fool lives without any expectation. A fool lives without organization. A fool lives recklessly. A fool lives without restraint. Paul says, whatever you do, don't live like a fool. Amen. Fools despise wisdom. Fools repeat mistakes. Fools don't think, they just talk. Fools don't care who they hurt. Fools don't care how often they hurt them. Look at somebody in here today and tell them, whatever you do, don't be a fool. Amen. Make your life count. Be careful how you live. Be wise and not foolish. Make the most of every opportunity. Make life count. Why? Paul says because we're living in evil days. Evil days. Amen. E- that's right. Evil days. We are living in times like we have nothing to compare to. We can't say it's like it was 10 years ago. No, it's not. No. Folks are coming up with brand new ways evil Amen Evil is coming up with brand new ways Amen Yeah, each new day is a privilege Each new day is grace God gives us grace to get it right He gives us grace to turn some things around you do know that we are alive right now Because God is not willing that any should perish you you, 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 you you, didn't think you was alive because you had arrived, did you? Uh, grace and mercy. Came in my bedroom this morning and God decided I'm gonna give him another day. Uh, I'm gonna give him another day. Mack King Carter. Mac King Card is a great preacher. He has gone on back home now. Mac said that God must be black. So he has to be black because God is always late. Yes, I hear He said, I asked God, God, why are you always late? Then God told me, He said, Mac, if I come in sooner, I may have to hurt you. I won't go on record tonight. God, you take your time. You you take your time, yeah. Take your time. I need a little more time. I I can't speak for you, but I need a little more time. I'm still working on me at some stuff. I'm still trying to get straight at some things. I'm still trying to clean up. I'm, I'm still working in some areas. Of my life, so Lord, take your time. Go, don't be in no hurry. Give me some more time, yes, so amen. Yeah, He He gives us grace, amen, so we can turn some things around. He He gives us grace so we can let some stuff go. He He gives us grace so that we can embrace His will for our lives, amen, amen. Yes. We ought not disregard what God gives us every day. Every day <laughs> means we can do better than we did. Every day means we can be better than we were. Every day means we can repent and adjust. Every day means we get another chance. Amen. Tell somebody again, make your life count. Hey. Embrace it and enjoy it. Make your life count. Live it and love it. Amen. Do something you haven't done. Make it count. Amen. Do something you've dreamed of doing. Make it count. Amen. 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 Make it count. Utilize today to enhance your tomorrow. Make your life count. Live while you have life. Help somebody along the way. Amen. Show the light of Jesus Christ. Lead somebody to salvation. Honor God. I said to my members at St. Mark, I told them, I said, now I don't have no scripture for this, but I believe that when we get to heaven, God is going to say, look around up here and show somebody that you helped get up here. One of my members said, well, pastor, suppose there ain't nobody up there. I said, then I think he's going to say, well, look down there in hell and show me somebody you tried to get up here. Huh? Come on, make your life count. Help somebody. Touch somebody. Reach somebody. Bless somebody. Amen. 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 Make your life count. Share God's word with somebody. Do something with your life. Make something of your life. Make an impact with your life. Make a difference through your life. Make it count. Don't just exist. Don't just occupy. Don't just wake up. Make it count. James said make it count while you can because it's just a vapor. It's here for a little while. The next thing you know, It's gone. Amen. It's a puff, he says, it's like a puff of smoke. The next thing you know, it's gone. Amen, make life count. No guarantees, so don't procrastinate. Don't delay, don't defer. Don't wait on a rain check. Make life count. Love him with your whole heart. And remember these words. Only what you do for Christ will life will last without God. Life has no purpose. Make it count. Set your mind on things above. I'm through now. Amen. Commit yourself to do better. Commit yourself to get stronger. Amen. We ought to always be continually improving, amen. 2018 average won't get it, amen. 2018 mediocrity has got to go, amen, amen, yeah. We cannot afford ordinary things in extraordinary times, amen then I want you to know that you've already been programmed for excellence. Amen. Oh, I wish you knew who you were sitting next to. You sit next to excellence who have yet to discover that they are excellent. God has programmed you. With excellence. There's stuff in you you ain't discovered yet. Huh? And don't you let the devil tell you you're too old. The devil is a liar. Amen. You read the Bible, you'll discover that when God wanted to start a new movement, he went and found the old man. Amen. 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 Yes. So we've got to commit ourselves to do better. Amen. Remember that excellence is not a destination. Excellence is a journey. Amen. The, the, the scripture we've been reading all this week is, is, is my, one of my favorites. Paul talks about the mark, the prize, the high calling. Amen. Amen amen the mark the mark the mark the mark all of us ought to be aiming towards the mark amen all of us ought to be pressing pressing our way beyond where we where we are amen telling God if you need somebody look no further here am I send me amen Yes to your will. Yes to your way. I I ain't much, (laughs) but what I am, you can have it. I'll do my best for you. I'll try my best to lift you up and exalt you and magnify your name. Yes. I won't be ashamed of you because you brought me too far. Yeah, you've done too much for me. I wish I could tell you, amen, but there's some things you got to keep to yourself, (laughs) amen. There's some stories you need to keep to yourself. You know what God brought you from. You know how he picked you up. You know how he turned you around. You know, see, God had to get his hands dirty. When he came after me, he had to get his hands dirty. You've heard folks say he saves to the uttermost. I want you to know he saves from the guttermost. He had to get his hands dirty when he came for me. Ah, uh, yes. And he's been blessing me ever since. And he brought me from a mighty long way. Oh, yes, he has. And down through the years, God's been good to me so good that I wish I could tell you, (laughs) amen. He has brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. Yes, he loves me, and I ain't never been loved like this before. Oh, I had a whole lot of folks tell me that they love me, but when I needed them, they were not there. When I got in trouble, they were not there, but I found somebody who loves me when I'm right and loves me when I'm wrong. He loves me when I'm up and he loves me when I'm down. He loves me, yes, he does and I'm so glad he loves me. me and I made up my mind every day of my life. I made up my mind for the rest of my life. Don't know how much longer I have, but every day and every Good, yeah, yeah, make your life <laughs> make it count, yeah, yeah, make it count. Invest yourself in God, yeah, yes, indeed, yes, give Him all, all that you have, yes, indeed. For he is worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Yes, he is. Yes, he, and the good thing about it, he's not through blessing you now yet. Yeah, he's still working on us. Amen. Yeah, make your life count. I was in University Hospital visiting a sick member of the church. Got on the elevator and one of the security guards got on the elevator with me, heard me when I was registering, heard me write my name, Pharaoh. Got on the elevator and she said, was your father a preacher? I said, yes, he was. She said, little short man, I said, yeah. She said, about 40-some years ago your daddy was preaching in a revival, and that was the night I gave my life to Christ. My father's been gone 25, 30 years, but his works, (laughs) he is still Amen. Affecting folks' lives who are affecting other people's lives, who are affecting other people's lives, and that's the way God worked. And so long after we're gone, yeah, long after we're gone, yeah, they will have had the funeral and everything. Our names won't be remembered by many folk, but every once in a while, there'll be somebody. (laughs) There'll be somebody who remembers that old man, Pharaoh, who said, they will remember. They will remember you. They'll remember us. Because at one moment in time, God used us to touch somebody's life. <laughs> Whatever you do, <laughs> make it count. Make it count. Let God use you to bless somebody else. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.